Hey, good morning. It's Sunday, April the 5th, and we are continuing our study through Judges, and uh, I should say our reading through Judges, and learning a little bit more about Samson, being reminded of his life, uh, and in the New Testament in uh, Luke chapter 10. But Judges chapters 15 through 17, uh, Samson starts to show in some very dramatic ways his strength. But I want you to note when you read this through this morning, in verse number 14, it reminds us, as I said yesterday, that this is a miracle. This is God's work in his life. That uh, strength, that's more of like a Clark Kent than, uh, you know, the you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, kind of uh, physique. Because it says in the text there in verse number 14 that the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, rushed upon him. And then he was able to do things like take on 1,000 Philistines at one time in hand-to-hand -hand combat using the, the jawbone of a donkey. That's an amazing thing when you think about the kind of the fury of this hand-to-hand -hand combat, people trying to uh, kill Samson and Samson being able to defeat a thousand men. That's just crazy. But uh, then we meet the Delilah situation, Delilah's cunning and craftiness and trying to find out Samson's secret. And of course, it was all related back to his devotion to the Lord through the Nazarite vow, even though he's a very imperfect saint in the Old Testament. Um, obviously, he gives that uh, secret away and you know the story. If not, you'll be familiarized with it today. Samson dies in our reading today, and also we have the idolater and the shrine that's built by Micah, not the Micah, the prophet of the Old Testament, but a different Micah here, and we've got a Levite that's wandering around. It's going to set us up for tomorrow's reading, uh, but that pulpitless uh, minister, if you will, the Levite who's kind of roaming through the nation, and unfortunately there's not a lot of adherence to the word as, we're, as we keep getting reminded throughout the book um, Israel had no king, and that was not just a political statement. That was a statement of the fact they had no devotion to the Lord, and you had things like what are transpiring in our passage, including the defeat of a strong leader like Samson, and then later, uh, as we're going to see tomorrow, some terrible things that are going to happen here with this uh, Levite and this priest. So our New Testament reading is in Luke chapter 10, and in Luke chapter 10, we have the 72 being sent out as Jesus sends out not just the 12. Remember, we had this bigger circle. We had Jesus with the three, Peter, James, and John. We had the 12, the apostles, and then we had the 72 who were being commissioned here to go out from place to place. And I just love the reminders I read through this passage as to how the message is so important and not the messenger. Of course, the messenger needs to be faithful to the master, but the message is what matters. And when the message is rejected, uh, it's not as though Jesus says they're rejecting you. They're really rejecting the one who sent you. And you need to remember that, particularly in this time of uh, trying to share the gospel as people may be more responsive to spiritual things right now. When they turn you down, and of course they will in many cases, you need to know that if you're faithful in delivering the message, of Christ and of the gospel, they're not rejecting you. They are rejecting you perhaps, but they're not just rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ and that's huge. That just elevates our role. I would hope you see that more than, uh, I mean, we often contemplate that our message is a life or death situation. Rejecting our message is, is rejecting God himself and Christ in this particular passage in, in particular. Our one another for the day uh, is found over in Romans chapter 12, verse number 16, which says we are to live in, here's our word, harmony with one another. Live in harmony with one another, which is a great word. Uh, sometimes we think uh, musically, and we should when we hear the word harmony, because we have various uh, notes and uh, instruments playing together. They play different sounds with different uh, you know, notes, but yet it comes out in a beautiful way. And God's not looking for the uh, unison 
in the sense that all of us are exactly the same. We come with different gifts. We come with different perspectives. But when it comes down to it, our commitment to the Lord allows all of our uniqueness to be blended into something that is harmonious. Um, the idea here is more than just music, of course. It has to do with the, the picture, particularly in Romans chapter 12, of being willing to connect with people that are different than ourselves. Let me read the rest of the verse. It says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, don't be proud, uh, but associate with the lowly and never be wise in your own sight. The idea of harmony is that every part of the body of Christ, whether you're young or old or whatever your background might be, your education, your socioeconomic status, we're willing to connect and interact with all kinds of people. That may be a challenge to you, particularly if you try to gravitate in your small groups to just people that are just like you or your circle of contact throughout the day or people that are in your exact stage of life. The Bible says we live in harmony with one another and we are to, in the church, be able to reach out across the boundaries of whatever might divide us naturally in the world, but in the church we're united. As Paul likes to say, whether Jew or Greek, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, it doesn't matter. In Christ, we are to reach across the aisle and always be able to connect with those folks. And if there's a problem, I think of the word used in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, with those two gals, Iodia and Syntyche, they were at conflict, and Paul said, you need to be at harmony with one another. You need to be harmonious. That's the same word there. Get past your differences and get along. When it comes to uh, the differences we often have, the things that divide us aren't usually uh, the clarity of the teaching of Scripture. It's usually the things that are much more personal and personality-driven. So uh, here's our one another for the day. Think about it throughout the day. Live in harmony with one another. And maybe you reach out today to someone that's not in your um, most natural circle, your demographic, and, um, and reach out to them. Love them. Care for them. Uh, find out how they're doing. Pray with them. Find out how you can pray for them and live in harmony with one another. Mm-hmm.